Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. It is 7 p.m. Thursday night. Day one of the con is over. I'm sitting up in the press lounge with Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello. I'm Bobby Shortle, in case you guys um, don't know. Um, so we had a we had an interesting first day. Um, Justin, I want to ask you, how was it your first day on the press side of things? Well, we're in the press box, so this part's pretty amazing. <laughs> It's like, oh, see all these people sitting on the floor? We got these nice chairs to sit on. Food line's not that long. Private bathroom. It's amazing. It's pretty great. The interviews were a lot of fun, too. Yes. Well, the ones we got to do anyway. Yeah, it's true. So um, um, for those of you, we talked about this on the show, but I'm only here today and because uh, I have um, work and then wedding stuff to take care of the rest of the weekend, and uh, it sucks, but... Um, some of the interviews that I was going to do uh, with DC, Justin is going to be taking those interviews. So Justin was a little bit nervous. Still am. Still am about, about doing them, which I think is crazy. Um, but uh, so he was like kind of shadowing me today to see what I did on, on interviews, and uh, had a lot of interviews lined up. We, we we started the day actually. We'll start. We'll we'll get to the dark horse story in, in, in a moment. Um, but uh, we started the day at Lego Batman Three. Um, beyond Gotham. Yep. Uh, we got some hands-on time with it and talked to one of the developers. Um, you'll probably hear that interview. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how we're putting this all together. So you're either you already heard the interview or you're going to hear it next or you heard it a couple days ago or you're going to hear it in a week. I don't know what we're going to do yet. Um, but there's an interview with the developer. Uh, so you got to play it a little bit. <laughs> Talk about your experience. Okay. Well, um, I'm a fan of the Lego games. Um, I loved Lego Marvel, so I'm excited to be about playing uh, Lego Batman 3. Uh, so I was playing with this little kid who kept yelling at me for a while, and then his mom came and got him, thankfully. <laughs> uh, so I was just jumping back and forth between Batman and Robin. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I thought what was really nice was, and it differed from Lego Marvel, was that in Lego Marvel you could have different costumes for the characters, but you'd have to go to the, the screen um, that would freeze up both players if they were playing co-op. Uh, this was, you could open up your own screen independently by holding triangle, and then it opens up a wheel, and then each of Batman and Robin had about six or seven costumes to choose from. So you could be regular Batman and Robin, or Space Batman, or Sonar Batman, or like Hazmat Suit Robin. So it was nice to be able to like, just easily like cycle through those characters without disturbing the other screen, even though I was playing two controllers by myself. Right. That was that something he talked about, right, is the fact that instead of having to go to, especially you, you, the suits aren't dependent on going to that icon, that spinning icon that brings up a suit, and you have yeah. to jump into it and change there, and you can only do it once. You bring up that wheel, you're able to do it very, very fast, um, which seemed cool. The developer uh, talked a little bit about uh, you know, expanding the world, um, I think there's 150 characters yeah. in Lego Batman 3. Um, next up, 50 for Lego Batman 2. Yeah. 
the world is much more open and alive. Um, you get to go to a bunch of different planets. A lot of the Green Lantern universe is going to be a big part of it. Um, so I thought that sounded cool. Um, it looks good in the PS4. I mean, Lego Marvel looked great in the PS4 yeah. as well. Uh, you know, uh, it's a, it's a Lego game, but I think that what they've managed to do with the last few at least is they've been able to add in new wrinkles that I think make them more interesting than they were before. Oh, absolutely. I mean, playing the original Lego games and then playing Lego Marvel was like night and day. Uh, you know, the screen that was playing next to us, they had Adam West's they, Batman 66. You were in that Batcave. I was in the newer Batcave. Um, going to visit like all the Green Lantern worlds. Like I'm excited to see what they do with it. And I mean, they're really good at throwing in Easter eggs and all sorts of things with 150 characters. I'm excited to see who they could bring up and throw in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we also we got to see the, at the there was at the DC booth which again this year DC doesn't really have a booth they're kind of off on the side they have last year it was uh, it was Man of Steel and Superman seventy five so they had um, all these different Superman costumes this year it's all the Batman costumes uh, Keaton and and uh, the the Nolan stuff and you know the Val Kilmer nipples George Clooney nipple suit and uh, also the cowl for the Affleck one not but the no not, suit no suit um, so yeah we did that uh, and then we headed off to Dark Horse. Uh, to do the first of what was supposed to be many interviews. Uh, and, I mean, I, this is not throwing Dark Horse on the bus or anything. They, they are great. They're, they're honestly, if I, it, they're the easiest probably to work with of all of the publishers as far as opening up their um, their talent to be interviewed. And probably they have the nicest PR person oh, yeah. I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Ab Driver, who is the PR person for Dark Horse, is amazing. Uh, super sweet guy. Awesome dude. Um, always, like, super positive and stoked when you, when you show up. Um, he was so excited to talk to us. It was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so uh, our first interview was with uh, Walt Simonson. Uh, and you guys will you guys will hear that. But uh, that, was a, that was a real thrill. Uh, and uh, he was, like, the friendliest person in the history of the world. Yeah. Um, and so warm and, and sweet. Like, you know, he, at one point he, like, put, he put his hand on my shoulder and was talking to me. I was like, it was like, oh, my uncle is talking to me. He was engaging. Mm-hmm. It was just an engaging interview. Um, I mean, I know who Walt Simonson is. I, I, you know, I got familiar with him through his run um, when he came in uh, on The Incredible Hulk with Mark Wade. Yeah. Um, so I sat down on the interview really not knowing much, but, I mean, he talked about his uh, Ragnarok. I'm in- insanely interested to go read that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a really good interview. He was a nice man. Yeah, great. He, lots of information. Talks about all these stories. Working with Frank Miller, working on, you know, Thor, you know, what he thinks of the new Thor. So you, you guys will hear that. Um, really, really great to talk to him. Um, and then uh, we were supposed to talk to a bunch of people, uh, but, you know, the con is busy and, and things get kind of crazy and, you know, people have different schedules and, you know, I, I think it's sometimes hard to wrangle, especially artists and stuff because they want to be an artist alley. That's where they make, you know, most of their money. So yeah. um, we missed a couple interviews there, but uh, we got to go down artist alley and we um, we got to talk to Dan Parent, who has been drawing Archie for 27 years. So we'll, we'll, you'll hear that interview. And I also talked to Brian Bucciolato, um, writer of Detective Comics. Um, but, you know, those are the interviews you did, and you'll hear those. But uh, as far as the show today, i got to tell you, it's Thursday. The first Thursday I came ever came to Comic-Con, it was wonderfully empty. Pleasant. Pleasant. You could walk everywhere. Last year it was a little bit busier. Um, it was busy. You know, it was, it was, I wouldn't call it a slow day. It was not, and no, no more was it like, oh, you can walk in Artist Alley and there's nobody talking to the artist. You walk around. It was busy. This year? It's, it's Friday. It might as well this be Friday. Friday. Yeah, it might as well be Friday. Friday is going to be Saturday, yeah. and Sunday is going to be the new Saturday as yeah. well. And Saturday is going to be absolute 
pandemonium. Bedlam. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, it's just it's just great to walk through. I, I I got to you know not on not on mic or anything, but I got to chat with uh, I meet Brendan Fletcher uh, in person. We interviewed him a couple weeks ago. He's a super nice guy. Um, him and Carl Kershaw are, are both here, and b- both are like so stoked about the reaction to Gotham Academy. You know, like over the moon about it, and uh, talked to Carl, and uh, he's just uh, again a super nice guy. And it was it, w- it was just cool to have them hear them chat about their, their passion, you know, yeah. for, for for the book. And uh, hopefully, we'll get, get to talk to Carl a little bit more in depth, you know, later on. Um, same with Joshua Williamson. I got to stop by and talk to him a little bit. Uh, it's just, it's just great because I think it's the only industry really where you get to meet these people who write these things and create these things that you love and they're just completely humble and... Normal people. Normal people and just so crazily uh, excited that people want to read their stuff and, and check out their stuff. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, walking around the con, we got to spend some money. We did. We got pulled into the image booth and it was just like, oh, I, I just bought like six books. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, you went, a little, you went crazy. Yeah, I went a little nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but you know, when I come to the con, like I take out like here's X amount of money that I'm gonna spend, and I'm gonna spend it. Mm. Like I, I'm here. This is like a like a like a vacation for me. Mm. Like I'm excited about this all year. So I come and I you know I find books and it's like oh I've, I've never heard of this book. I picked up a book today and I've never heard it before. And I was like this sounds awesome. I'm gonna buy it. And then you had some suggestions for me. Rocket yeah. Girl. Yeah. Luther Strode. Luther Strode. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have some fun reading on the train on the way back. Yeah, if I can keep my eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was nice. Like we walked, you know, what was nice was that we had, because of the kind of the, the interviews that kind of got shifted around and canceled, I got to really walk around the show floor. And I, I don't always get to do that when I come to the show. It's generally like I have a mission. I'm going to go to this place, that place, this place, and do this. And we walked around the image booth. Like you said, we walked to Boom. We walked, you know, to Valiant. I got to see some uh, preview art of the uh, the Jeff Lemire, um, Matt Kent, Pablo Rivera, the Valiant. the Valiant book, which looks absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Uh, excited about that. I mean, Rob, uh, who you probably, Justin's going to get Rob in tomorrow to talk a little bit uh, for tomorrow's before or after show, whatever it might be. And um, uh, he was saying that it's just absolutely gorgeous. Like he thinks it's like one of the most beautiful things that he's ever seen. He got to see it at the retailer breakfast. Uh, so so th- that seems like they're really, I think that, they have a very loyal fan base, but they're not resting on, on those laurels. They're trying to stretch out oh, yeah. and get other people interested in what they're doing. Um, the Valiant book, obviously, because of the fact that it has Jeff Lemire attached to it, automatically has me interested yeah. in, in what it is. Um, and I, I feel like that's really, really smart. I mean, uh, the second issue of uh, Dr. Mirage came out this week, which, is, which has been a great read and totally different feeling. They seem to be expanding their universe in very interesting ways, I think. I, uh, I collect Valiant by trade, and I'm a little bit behind at the moment. Like, I have the trades. I just haven't read them yet. But walking over there today and seeing that picture of the Valiant, I, I want to catch up immediately so when that hits issue one, I could jump in. That looks like a series that I'm going to actually not trade wait for. Cool. Awesome. I mean, it's, it was, uh, it, it's funny because this, this week, and I don't know if it's planned this way or not, but this week was a huge week for books, too. I mean, yeah. it's a crazy week for books, and... Um, I'm sure we might talk about on the podcast proper, but you won't be there. So you read Batman 35. I did. And we're not going to spoil anything. Don't worry, guys. No spoilers. But uh, if you go on the internet, it's hard not to get spoiled about that book. Yeah. But I'll say this. Snyder opened up the universe to the, his Batman book to the Justice League characters, and it's really freaking awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. He, he had it thrown out a preview page 
like a couple days ago, and it's Batman in this giant suit, and he's like, "Welcome to Gotham," and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, no spoilers, but seriously, uh, get out there and read Batman 35. And it probably is the most fun I think he's had so far in, oh, in his run. Oh, absolutely, like no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I think that you, you saw hints of it in Zero Year with some of that stuff where you know, like he's where he's doing the early days of Batman, where he's wearing like you know fake people masks and stuff like that, yeah. and giving the finger to the the Red Hood gang and stuff like that. But he seems to be channeling more of kind of like that irreverence in, in this stuff, you know, uh, almost a little bit more like Miller or, or Morrison type of a vibe sometimes to it, which I think is, is really, really cool. And uh, the art is obviously gorgeous. As always. Uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, we'll talk more about the other books on, on, on the show this week, but it's his line was ridiculous. Uh, for the signing, oh, yeah. poor uh, Rob and Hugh were on it, not knowing yeah. that you had to have a ticket. And yeah. They waited there for half hour. Half hour, yeah. It it it's uh it's a it's a madhouse here. It really really is. Um, you know we we got to oh you you uh you stumbled upon some video game art. Oh God, <laughs> they have uh you know the dangerous part about coming to these things is it's like oh my look look at this this amazing it's a thousand dollars. Can I justify spending a thousand dollars? Thankfully, the stuff that we saw wasn't that much. They had stuff there, but they had this amazing, beautiful Last of Us prints. It's a, like 170 bucks, and I'm sitting there, and Bobby's like, you really shouldn't be debating doing this. <laughs> and I'm still debating it as I speak about it. I know I'm going to go back tomorrow and look and just pull Robin Hugh over over and over again to go look at it. Uh, but that's the amazing thing about these places, that you could see all these really cool things like video game replica props of, you know, um, Deathstroke mm. and the Riddler, uh, the Riddler trophies from the Arkham yeah, games. That was really cool. Like a working Riddler trophy that I would want that. Absolutely. I told I, and the thing is like, I had told you about yeah. it. I'm like, I almost bought this like $350 prop and you were like, yeah. it's not going to be that cool. And then you saw it. You're like, Oh no, that is, that, that it is was really cool. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> think about that stuff. It's like, I see it. And I'm like, I have no room for any of this. And, and so that's, that's the thing that stopped me from really being tempted. Well, that's the thing with me and artist alley. Now, I was uh, down in Artist Alley, and there was all that Francis um, Manipold. Yeah, the prints from his detective run, and I would there was fifteen dollars for each print. I'm like, I'm going to buy all of these, and then I realized I have no room on my walls. Mm-hmm. I need to create more walls for more <laughs> art. You need to start putting that stuff in the in the in the shared space. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna start migrating up yeah. into, the, into the living room. You'd be like, oh, Jorah really wants Batman prints in his room. He probably would. He would. Though. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. There's your. Excuses. It's the same excuse you probably using. You'll start buying toys. You're like, oh, Jorah really wants these. They're gonna put the Riddler trophy in Jorah's room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he solved. He solved that riddle. Um, but yeah, and there's we got some stuff coming up. I mean, I know that uh, there's, there's a possible Constantine roundtable in, in your future. Possibly, if that works out, um, and some other stuff as well. Um, some interviews, obviously. Where uh, you're gonna get hopefully in case anything unless something goes wonky well, at DC. Today it was uh, yeah. Today it was like oh uh, interviews right they're scheduled and then I mm. saw today it was like oh my gosh this this is just fly by the seat of your pants type stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it, it sometimes it really really is. But um, you know we uh, Jerry Brown the, the Catwoman artist yeah. it, 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 it is scheduled for tomorrow and uh, we and then chat with Marguerite Bennett but also. Um, more some uh, Michael, Michael Johnson and uh, Jorge Jimenez who are working on uh, Earth to World's End, um, and, and um, Len. We, I probably talking to Len Wine, who is obviously a, a legend in the comic book world. Um, some so cool interviews coming from DC. Hopefully there'll be you know hopefully guys will be able to wrangle some up random ones uh, here and there. I think once you get your feet wet, once you once you feel the confidence from doing those ones, you 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 won't be so shy about about talking to people. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, but at least you guys will get a couple, a few, uh, you know, recaps and talks, um, and uh, yeah, that is that's day one 
of New York Comic Con, um, my only day. Uh, it was a little bit like going to Disneyland for one day. Like I'm used to being able to come and like, oh, just scope everything out. And be like, I'll come back here tomorrow. I'll come. I'll go back there tomorrow. Oh, I have time. I'll look tomorrow. But today it was just like, yeah, do it today or that's it. You know, and and uh, but there's something a little bit. It's bittersweet because I, I I'm not gonna get burned out. I'm gonna leave it wanting more. Yeah. Instead of leaving it being like I can't fucking do this anymore, which was last year. Uh, you know, 100. percent So. We're uh, switching roles. Last year I was here for one day. You were here for all four. This time I'm here for you're here one. It's true. Yep, it's true. I'm living like the civilians this year. And uh, Justin's taking over the reins. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, that's it for day one of New York Comic Con. Um, have an awesome, awesome time the next couple of days, Justin. Thank you. And until next time, to be continued. <laughs>